The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt. So get ready, nerds, because it's Alien versus Predator Week. Welcome, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. We're talking Aliens versus Predator. So we're going to be talking about the classic best sequel ever made, Aliens. We're going to be talking about Robert Rodriguez's tryout for the Predators movie in Predators. And last but not least, AVP, Alien versus Predator. I'm super excited about this week. I'm joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds. Matt Vader's here. Hey. What's up, dude? I'm good. good? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Are you? I like all these movies. Good. Me too. Me yeah. too. I can't wait to argue with Kadish about the PWS, PWS stanky movie, the stank movie. He, yeah. He, he likes fucking God awful movies, man. <laughs> I, 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 he has no, no leg to stand on when it comes to these movies. Okay. So. <laughs> Jude is also here. Welcome. Hello. How are you doing? Why you look so excited? <laughs> What's going on with your eyes, Jude? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. This is just my face. Oh my God. Uh, no, I'm excited. Yeah. Right. I was very excited for this week. Excellent. Me too. And Matthew Kadish. Welcome, sir. So, it's kind of funny because we've reviewed Predator. We reviewed Predator 2. Mm-hmm. We reviewed the last Predator, The Predator. And oh, this is right. this is the last Predator movie in the series when that did we, we haven't reviewed yet. Uh, it was terrible sequels uh, week, I, I believe. I must have been sick or something. Hmm. No, no, we did it. So like, uh, so it, it's kind of funny to like bring it all together uh, with this one. And but this is the first Alien movie that we've reviewed as well. Like we haven't yeah. done any of the Alien movies. Well, I'll tell you, for this podcast this week i i can't watch aliens without watching alien so i i i watched again one I and two i was i just they're like they're this freaking they're the same movie to me it's just a four-hour movie um i'm going to come clean with you guys right now um i had no time this week mm. so i actually did not get a chance to watch aliens well, you've seen it before but i've seen it like a hundred million times okay. so yeah i mean i can quote half the movie so good. we're, we're yeah. good i right just on. uh I actually watched it a couple months ago. You probably know Just more about fun, it than I do. Probably. But uh, how'd you feel about Vasquez, man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's Vasquez. funny because like we, we saw Vasquez in another movie called Fair Game very uh-huh. recently. Yeah. And I found out that um, she actually, for this movie, they, uh, they kind of like spray tanned her and she dyed her <laughs> hair black and, and put in dark contact lenses to make her look more Hispanic right. because she's not like really like a it, Hispanic actress. It, it always throws me when I see her in her brief appearance in Terminator 2. She was in T2? She's the mom. Yeah, That's yeah, what she, I know she, her she's, from. She's the yeah. stepmom. She's the stepmom. For Eddie for a Yeah. And so Whoa. it's like I, I never put the two together. It's wild. It's like, well, when he said she was in Fair Game, I was like, no, yeah. that's not Vasquez. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it is. And yeah. now watching this movie, I was like, Shit, it is yeah. her. That's crazy. All right. Yeah, she's a badass. We're already getting off the track. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. First movie on our list is Aliens. Before we get into it, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. 
you get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at FACET is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T-Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means six flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Welcome back, everybody. If you want to support the podcast, you know where to go. Saltynerdclub.com. That is where the action happens. Uh, we are doing classic sci-fi for our patron-only episodes. There's four episodes every single month. For January, we did Doctor Who. Uh, starting in February, Jude is taking it away with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And then I think in March, we're going to be doing Eureka. So if you're thirsty for some classic sci-fi stuff, jump into the club membership. There's a ton of extra content there for you, and you get exclusive access in our Discord app. All right, the first movie on our list, Aliens, the literally the perfect sequel. Jude, take it away. What is this movie all about? Totally agree. <laughs> 1986, Aliens, rated R, the runtime of two hours, 17 minutes. This had a budget of $18.5 million. What That's do you think it? this brought in? Oh, shit. Uh, it's all know. filmed out in space. Super cheap then. <laughs> $35 million? Uh, $50 million? I don't know. B? What was the budget? 18. 18.5. Um, let's go $45 million. $131 million. Nice. nice. Yes. This was a huge yeah. hit. It's, yeah. a, it's a great I just, movie. This is one of those rare examples where the sequel is even better, in my opinion, mm -hmm. than, or at least as good as the, See, the first I, one. I, I don't consider it. There are different kinds of movies. That's what I was going to say. The first movie is a horror movie. Yeah. It's this, this movie is an, an adventure military kick-ass yeah. movie. Which I think is why it complements the first movie so well. Because mm -hmm. the first movie is straight up like thriller horror. Right. And it's very slow paced. It has Man. like a Jaws effect where you don't see the alien. I checked one because I watched the first one in preparation for the show. I cannot watch. This is the only time this happens. Mm -hmm. I cannot watch the sequel watch out without watching the original first. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched Alien and I'm the, literally the only time. The only time that happens. Yeah. You're a real boy after all. <laughs> this is my one time. See, um, I, yeah, you I, love watching the sequels before the original. I do. I but don't know. It's weird. The thing that's cool about this movie is, is you don't have to watch the first movie. Agreed. You absolutely do not I, have I to watch know, the I first disagree. movie. I disagree. They, they tell you the little story at the very beginning, and, and then you move on. It's, I, you don't I, have to watch it. I completely disagree. Uh, you're wrong. I think but that's okay. The whole chest bursting thing, everybody's terror, or especially yeah. Ripley, you're connected with her character. No, for sure. Because of that first movie. Yeah. I, I don't think you can go into it. Like, you can if you... I mean, I, yes, I mean if, you, if you've never seen the original Aliens and you watch this movie, you won't be lost. You'll, mm -hmm. you'll know everything that you need to know. But having watched the first one makes yes. this one even better. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I was saying, I think the reason why this works so well as a sequel is because it's so different mm -hmm. and it's not just a retread of the first movie. It's yeah, like a I think you're right. It's like a whole new genre. Like yep. we're going into the action adventure, shoot them up, alien fight thing. 
it's not at all like the first one. So I freaking adore this movie. Anyway, Jim, yeah, take it away. I, yeah. what's the synopsis? Okay. Ripley awakes from a 57 year nap aboard a new ship. She was discovered by salvagers and she's got some explaining to do to the company. They want to know why she destroyed their ship. And if her insurance covers the self-destruct button, <laughs> She tells them about the xenomorphs, but they're like, hmm, yes, I see you're an hysterical woman. And she's like, listen, those things will kill everyone. And they're like, hmm, see, she clearly has breasts. I wonder if she knows how to make sandwiches. So then Paul Reiser's like, BT dubs, we lost contact with everyone on that moon. You want to go back with me, my ulterior motive, and a bunch of highly trained, not really, Marines and prove you're not hysterical? And she's like, yeah. So then they go and Paul Reiser tries to get them killed by being that guy who's like, I bet I can make a weapon out of this thing that's definitely going to kill me. And it does. Ripley meets Newt, the sole survivor of the moon colony. And she's like, I have PTSD too. Want to be a family? And Newt's like, yep. So then Newt falls into a pit of despair. And when Ripley tries to rescue her, she finds like a bunch of other kids. Alien baby pods be popping. And alien mama is like, yo, you want to stay and be my kid's meat suit? And Ripley's like, no. Did you want to suck my flamethrower? And alien mama's like, all right, cool. Fuck off then. Take your gross human kid with you. And then Ripley's like, bitch, burn. So then mama alien's like, oh, no, you didn't. And then they have like four minutes to get to safety before the colony blows up. And Ripley jumps into a robot body. And she's like, get away from her, you bitch. And opens the airlock. And everybody almost dies some more. But then Bishop a good robot saves the day a couple of times, and then they all change into PJs and go back into cryo nap headed to Earth. The end. Da, da, da. That was dope. <laughs> That's all right. Just yeah. like sucking my flamethrower, bitch. <laughs> Except the Marines were highly trained Marines. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay. you, didn't think, you didn't think the Marines were highly trained? Not for no. this. They were freaking meatheads, bro. Yeah. But, but they were very well trained Marines. For Marines. They didn't know what they were getting themselves I mean, themselves no into. disrespect towards Marines, but like, if you're a Marine, do you want to go out into space? But there's <laughs> Is that what space you're training Marines. for? <laughs> That's exactly anyway. what they do. I'm just saying. They go to other planets. There's even a conversation where they were talking about, you know, banging the four-breasted or whatever. You know, you, you know there's Was a, there? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, didn't, I must have missed yeah. that. They were like, remember they're, that time were some moon? of that Arcturian poon tang or, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the quote <laughs> and is And the one exactly, guy's but, like, you had a dude one. He's like, it don't matter if it's oh, alien. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They were you making know, when, fun when of him. They, when they're all waking up and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they were, they were basically cowboys. Okay. They were not ready for this. Listen, so, I love the Marines. I love them. They, they, they make this movie. I could give a shit about Ripley. Oh, for I, sure. I, I, like, I, like, I like the Marines. Hicks and Vasquez and 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 all these guys. I'm yes. Team Ripley all the way on this movie. Hey Vasquez, I mean, no, you ever been mistaken for a man? No. No. Have you? Have you? <laughs> you, awesome. you know what's great about the Marines in this? So like you, you know, this was a long shoot, and James Cameron saved all those scenes for the end of the movie or for the end of the shoot because he wanted the actors to get that camaraderie. So like when we wake up, it, it, we feel like this is a, a, a squad that's been together for a long time, and. and the time that they spent shooting the movie together up to that point uh, really comes across. And that, that's one of the reasons why James Cameron is such a brilliant director mm -hmm. yeah. is, is like little things like that. It totally I, comes across. I genuinely feel like these, this unit of Marines were like in the shit together because yeah. they, yeah. they have, they have that, they all have their, they quirks. have that camaraderie. Dude, when they, they go down, they all know each other's 
way they're going to do. And everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and Hicks is like just freaking falling asleep. And the sergeant's <laughs> like, somebody wake up, Hicks. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's stuff like that. Yeah, that makes and, it and there's little things like, for instance, Vasquez and, and that guy, Drake, like the mm-hmm. Albano type yeah, yeah. guy. Uh, so like there was backstory to them where like they, they grew up orphans on this like remote colony and they got drafted into the military and they kind of like stuck together. So like there, there's like lots of layers to this that like isn't in the movie, mm-hmm. but like it, it there's backstory out there if you, if you want to find but, it. But you can pick up on there. Yeah. There's a history there yeah. and it, it makes you well, more, they're like, it makes they're, you more invested in these characters. It's like I within the first 30 minutes of this movie before any of the action, before they before they make landfall on the planet, I'm you're invested in all of these characters, mm-hmm. every single one of them. You, you know, and that's just something I appreciate about this movie. You know, even even uh, what's the captain, the the, the leader guy's name? Um, uh, oh, uh, or, the the corporal that's Gorman, like Gorman, Gorman, Gorman. Gorman. Even him. You know, you 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 want to know what's up with him and fucking Bishop. You, you know, I told you guys my story about. Well, tell it again because it's been a minute. Oh, it's awful. It was it was so <laughs> embarrassing. You know. Uh, Back in the day, Lance. Oh, Henriksen. that's who you did that to. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, fucking Lance Hendrickson comes into the casino I'm working at up in Oregon because he's driving back and forth Interstate Five mm-hmm. to a Millennium or whatever that goofy show was that he was on. Millennium. Millennium. Yeah, and uh, he would pop into our casino on his driving back and forth because I think he had a house or something. He lived in Northern California, but we were right on his trip, and um, he would pop in. And the stupid nerd that I am, I you know, and I'm a floor guy and, and i'm and he's playing blackjack and i walk up to him and he goes hey how you doing I'm gonna, and i just like what comes out of my mouth is the most embarrassing shit ever because <laughs> yeah. i i never really talked to celebrities before and i'm so uh uh what did i say it was something stupid like can you really do that can, can you do the the the, the, the knife thing <laughs> you know did you really do the knife thing <laughs> something like that and he just looked at me like i was the biggest fucking idiot <laughs> And basically he told me to fuck off with his eyes, (laughs) you know? And so I did, I just went and fucked off and I, I was embarrassed and I swore to myself, I was never going to talk to a celebrity again. And And here you are, here I am. (laughs) So it was, it was was awful. Yeah. I wonder if he remembers that. Oh, I got to hope not. I'd love to talk to that guy. But yeah, it was, it was fun. So there was something that I noticed about um, the first movie and this movie, and we're talking about like the camaraderie of the crew and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And the, the way that the interacting interacting between the actors and the dialogue and how it kind of like overlaps, there was a charm to that yeah. in the first movie where like they were arguing, they were talking over each other, but they all had these little quips. Parker is one of my favorite characters from the first movie. He always had some freaking side eye to, sh- to throw at the freaking company or whatever. Like it felt so natural and that carried over into this movie. I felt the same exact way. I'm like, I don't, I can't remember a modern movie that has dialogue quite like this. Maybe a James Gunn movie like Suicide Squad or something. But there's a reason Alien is a very popular, well thought of classic movie. Yeah, it's a great movie when it's 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 barely aged. Like I just watched it this week and it's like it's how do you make a movie in the 70s, a a sci fi movie, alien movie that looks like it was made. Two fucking years ago. Yeah. It, it, it holds up well. Yeah. It, it really does. I rewatched the first one also. Like, it's been a long time since I've seen um, Alien or Aliens. Mm-hmm. And when I rewatched Aliens, there was a bunch, there was a lot in it that I thought was in the first movie that I was like, oh shit, that's not in the first movie. Mm-hmm. That's in this one. Like, I thought Burke was mm-hmm. a character in the first movie. And I was like, oh shit, he's in this one, not that one. So after I watched this, I went back and watched the first one, just like you, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
and like like re um, reacquainted myself with the with the story of the first one, and I couldn't believe that it was 1979 that it came mm-hmm. out. I didn't remember that. Yeah. And like the whole time, I was like, God damn, this still holds up so good. It does. I, the the alien is super fucking scary. Yep. Yep. The, it's at, the, the atmosphere of the in this movie too, um, of like that old analog 1970s 80s freaking technology stuff. Like I I freaking love that. It, mm-hmm. The vibe of it just feels so good, mm-hmm. and the tactile and the sound effects that they use, and just there's there's no CGI. No, it's all model work. It's and all so I think mm-hmm. it's just an, an amazing. All these movies were yeah. just so well put together. Yeah. There there's an there's a if there's a really good episode of uh, the movies that made us that goes over this mm-hmm. movie. It's got a lot of really kind of cool oh, shit in it. That reminds me. I've, mm-hmm. I've never told anybody this. this is going to be a first for the podcast. Okay. So when I was a kid, I can't remember. Somebody on the internet might be able to find it, but there was a commercial for something like a Sega Genesis or something like that. And it was this kid in his living room sitting in front of a TV, you know, the big old TV with the big knobs on the side, like channel three to play video games. And he was there and he thought his mom had brought him like a snack or something. He goes, Oh, thanks mommy turns. And the freaking alien <gasps> is there. That commercial gave me freaking oh, reoccurring yeah. nightmares yeah. for most of my youth. I can still <laughs> remember the nightmare. Like I was in a house. It wasn't my house. It was just some random house. And I'm being chased by one of these goddamn aliens. <laughs> you got, you're going to have to make him look that. Commercial uh, it's out there it. somewhere. I don't know. I can't remember. It's a nineties commercial. I can't remember if it's a video game or freaking hot pockets. I don't know what it was for, but it was something. And they were advertising with aliens. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's how you get it kids. scared you, the you, shit you, out of me. You cross promote with rated R movies. Yeah. That's how you roll. That's how the eighties was good, man. Yeah, man. I remember yeah. running out of the house with the alien behind me and I ran into like an Astro van, the one with the double doors in the back. Yeah. yeah. And somebody was driving and they were like, come on. And I'm like, ah, like I had it's that like, dream multiple times. Like kids, kids got that commercial right after they got the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> The, the 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 nuclear waste acid bat bath robocop figure yes you know so yeah it was, it was great <laughs> another classic yeah. uh kate is shill about this movie <laughs> all right so it's no secret i am a huge james cameron fan mm-hmm. i think he's up there with like hitchcock in terms of like the pantheon of brilliant filmmakers but when he was making this movie he wasn't the james cameron yet mm-hmm. so what happened was um very early on in his career before he even made terminator he got hired by um, the producers David Geiler and Walter Hill to do, write the sequel to Aliens. And uh, basically, they came up with the story where they're like, we want Ripley to come back and she teams up with some military types in space. Mm-hmm. And that was basically like what they gave him. And he's like, okay, I think I can I can turn that into something. And so uh, while he's working on this script, he's also working on the script for Terminator and he's working on the script for Rambo First Blood Part Two. And so he's working on three scripts at once and he he turns in like a draft that's like 90 percent complete. And uh, and Walter Hill um, loves it. Like he just thinks like the, the, this treatment is brilliant. Um, and uh, James Cameron's like, well, I have to go off and shoot this movie Terminator. So you might want to, you know, basically get someone else to come and finish the script. And Walter Hill's like, no, dude, you're so good. We're going to wait for you. Uh, So like after you finish Terminator, come back, we're going to our script. And he's like, okay. So he goes and he makes Terminator. And while this is going on, like the producers bring like the script to like the, the, to Fox, which is the studio, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, the head of the the guy who runs the studio, he liked the script so much where uh, he's like, we're going to, hold off going into production because I hear good things about this Cameron guy. (laughs) 
this James Cameron kid, he's uh, he's got some. Uh, no, no joke. Yeah. And and so like once once Terminator became a huge hit, everyone was was like, okay, we got James Cameron attached to this thing. This is going to be his next movie. Yeah. And so James Cameron comes on board with his wife slash producing partner Gail Ann Hurd to do this thing. And you know, part of his script was that you know Ripley comes back, but at the time, like there was like a big kind of. Um, um, stigma attached to, to sequels where they're like, they cost twice as much and make half as much. And so like, nobody wanted to do like a sequel, especially, um, Sigourney Weaver. Cause she was like, well, the first movie was so good. I don't want to tarnish it by coming back and doing a crappy sequel. And, and so like, um, you know, James Cameron was like, I'm not going to do this movie without Sigourney Weaver. And so the studio was negotiating with her people and, and Sigourney Weaver's people were like, we want more money. We want more money. We want more money. And so Cameron was like, okay, he calls up Schwarzenegger's uh, agent and, and, you know, he's just kind of talking to him and, and he says, says like, yeah, man, you know, like I'm ready to write Ripley out of the story and just go with like a completely different actress. And Schwarzenegger's agent mentions this at a lunch with Sigourney Weaver's agent. Mm -hmm. And immediately they call up the studio and they're like, yeah, we're ready to deal. <laughs> and, and, and so Cameron like played some, yeah, Cameron played some mind games to get Sigourney Weaver back on, on the thing, on, on the movie. But what was really interesting about this film is that it was like one of the most difficult shoots for Cameron to do at the time because they were shooting it at Pinewood Studios in, in London, England. And Pinewood was where they shot the original Aliens. And Pinewood is unique in the sense that normally like you hire your crew and then you'd go to a studio to shoot the movie. But with Pinewood, they have like unionized crews that like are with the studio. And, and so like when you shoot there, you shoot with like a pre-made crew that Pinewood gives you. And so Cameron came in and nobody in, in Britain knew who the fuck he was. Like Terminator hadn't come out there yet. They didn't know who he was. And, and they had worked with Ridley Scott on the first alien. And they're like, this guy's not Ridley Scott. Mm -hmm. And so Cameron had a um, first assistant director and a cinematographer who didn't like him. And th th they kind of resented working with him because they looked at him as kind of an upstart. And he ended up firing both guys and pissing off the rest of the crew because they were like, <laughs> They're like, hey, th those are our buddies. And uh, the, the crew in England was so used to like a very lax work schedule. Like they would just, they'd be in the middle of shooting a scene and then they'd take a tea break <laughs> and everyone would be like, what the hell, man? And uh, so Cameron would like basically like when the crew was on on break, he would do every job and, and keep shooting. And so like it was just this culture clash between him and, and this British crew, which was used to just kind of like doing things, yep. you know, in a very lackadaisical lackadaisical way it's tea time man yeah what do yeah. you mean tea time what about second no, breakfast it's, it's tea time <laughs> and, we break for and, tea and, time. and the crew also resented gail and her because they were like she's banging the director that's the only reason she has well, the she job was, she was a bit of a ball buster though well well she, she was she, the only one who could tell james cameron yeah. his ideas sucked it's and, like yeah. me and you yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly so she was the only one who could rein him in and it was funny because hicks who's played by michael bean in this movie Originally, James Remar, Dexter's dad, yeah, was, was, was cast was in the role. Going to ask you if you were going to touch on that. Yeah, and and basically, um, he was replaced like a week into shooting with Michael Bean, and the reason for that was like Remar was like so into drugs at the time, <laughs> and the only reason he got cast was because he had worked with Walter Hill on The Warriors, mm -hmm. and so like he was like oh, he was yeah. he was such a drug addict at the time that like he was just like flubbing his lines and stuff like that. But there's a scene where they're going into like the aliens nest, and every time you see. Uh, Michael Bean's character Hicks from behind. That's actually James Remar because Whoa. they because they didn't yeah. have the budget to reshoot that scene. 
um, at the at the time. And so Michael Bean kind of came in late to the game and took over the role. Oh, that's cool. I like that trivia. I totally have that. Well, yeah, it's a scene stuck in my head. Now. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, watch watch the movies that made us this episode. Yeah. I will. I it's know. really good. Yeah, I love yeah, that the, show. The, the story behind the making of this movie was really amazing. But like just. James Cameron is one of those people, he understands storytelling mm -hmm. to such a degree that one of the things that struck me about this movie is like the first act of this movie is very slow. Like they take their time to set up mm -hmm. everything. In fact, there, there's a scene where Hicks takes Sigourney Weaver aside and shows her how to use a gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mid, at, like after things but have but, already gone yeah. to shit. They take the time and say, okay, this is this, this is that. And she's like, well, what's this? Oh, that's a grenade launcher. You don't want to mess with that. And she's like, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, but, yeah, but it yeah, flowed though. It, it and works. it's a little bit flirtatious too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but also like, like just that one scene completely sets up like, okay, now she knows how to use all these things at the end of the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. so like basic little storytelling things like that is stuff that we miss in Hollywood nowadays. But James Cameron back in the eighties, like he just yeah. inherently knew how to do this stuff. It's, yeah. it's like, we know that she knows how to use the the, the loader mm -hmm. because they, they set, mentioned they set it up they at the beginning. It it's like, yeah. where do you want this thing? I know how to use these things. This is what well, I, I well, did not, this for, for a job. Because for, she's like yeah. a disgraced scientist yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point. Yeah. So that's the only job that she well, could she get. She was like an officer on like a huge ship yeah. in Nostromo, which is a, what a $43 billion well, well, ship. It was, it was a cargo ship. Cargo ship. Yeah. 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 She was a second officer or third officer, third officer on that ship. So mm -hmm. she's like pretty high up there as far as rank goes. And then after this whole debacle happens, she gets relegated to a freaking forklift operator. Cause she's an hysterical woman and nobody believes exactly. her. Exactly. Yeah. But it's basic setup and payoff. Like <laughs> yeah. they, they set up everything in this movie yeah. Yeah. and they use the entire first act to do it. And, and yet, it doesn't feel like it drags, but, yeah. but, but modern movie nowadays would never take the time this movie took to set up everything that, that happens later yeah. on in the film. At no point did I feel like, okay, here's the prerequisite info dump. Mm -hmm. It was just part of the story and part yep. of the, part of the character development. Yeah. And, they made it interesting. and it was interesting. Yeah. There was very few movies in, in the eighties that affected me as much as this movie did. This movie was was such a weird it, it filled such a weird hole for me i mean it, like I, it's freaking space marine it's, versus it's, aliens it's, bro it's just it's just an awesome place, it's amazing man. it's just it has everything i, I want what yeah. i wanted in the movies back then yeah and the special effects in this movie were like groundbreaking oh, yeah. for, the, oh. for the time but they still hold up one mm -hmm. of the interesting things is that so like every time you see a computer screen on on camera in this movie so computer screens refresh at 25 frames per second mm -hmm. and you usually shoot film at 24 frames per second. And so, uh, it creates a flicker mm -hmm. on, like if, if you film, um, a computer screen out of, out of sync. Right. And so what they had to do is, is they actually filmed every time there was like a, um, a computer screen in the shot, they filmed it at 25 frames per second to sync up with, with the computer to monitor. Oh, and that's why, uh, when it plays back at 24 frames per second, everything on a computer screen is just a little bit slower than what's that's going on around it. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. It's I feel cool. like the only thing that's outdated in this movie is the amount of cigarette smoke. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's just constantly smoking. I'm right. like, that's yeah. so 80s. No, but, the, I mean, but even like the, the studio executives, when they were watching the dailies, they, they were like, like, uh, you know, what are we spending all, all this money on special effects for? Like, you've, you've already like built the sets and stuff like that. And Gail and her's like, no, those are miniatures. You're watching the special effects. And, and the studio executives were like, what? <laughs> we just saw a, a scene where the spaceship was flying through space with the planet behind it. Yeah. It looks freaking gorgeous. Yeah, it looks like, yeah. it looks like I something mean, they'd make today. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. I, it's, I, it's, I prefer it's, it's, miniature work over oh, the CGI huh. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the only movie that I can think of that recently that came out that, 
really uh, blurs the line between what's a model and what's CGI is Rogue One. That mm-hmm. scene where the Star Destroyer comes out and the sun hits it, I'm like, I, I don't know. I can't tell if it's CGI or not. It, yeah. it looks like a freaking model. That's good. That's the only recent movie I can think I, of. I love, I love practical effects. Yeah. They, just, they just add a different dimension to It's a tactile. Yeah, it feels yeah. like you can reach yeah. out and touch and, it. And every effect in this had to be practical because mm-hmm. there was no CGI at the time. Well, no, it was my 88. There's a little bit of CGI, is 86? 86. When did Abyss yeah. come out? Abyss was the first, like... And then T2. Uh, uh, Abyss was after this. Was it after yeah. this? Okay. Yeah. I do, I, uh, Cause like I said, like yeah. Terminator had just come well, out. Oh shit. Even the, the giant freaking alien. The queen. Mother queen thing was a practical mm-hmm. and it was all puppetry and shit like that. Yeah. That was insane. It was, the Abyss was 89. 89. Okay. Yeah. This, this movie just was, it's, it's everything I wanted in a movie back then. And yeah. it has, it had a profound effect. You, you know, I, I used to work a lot with my hands. I, I actually wanted to be, there was a time in my life where I really wanted to be a practical effects like a model maker model maker type kind of guy you know i used to make a lot of halloween stuff in my garage um i, I sold props on ebay or for miniature gaming that kind of stuff it was a it was a it was a it was a so it was something i like seriously looked into and these kind of movies just always scratched that itch and i just i appreciate this movie on so so yeah. many levels so I was watching this movie and I want to ask Jude something. So you've talked about before how like every time they introduce a female character who's a hero, they have to either give her a love interest or like a daughter figure, or like a mother thing. How did you feel about how they handled it in this one? Because they literally did that. Like Sigourney Weaver okay, in the first movie. Her being the strong female character was introduced in, in, in the first movie. Right. So you, you already know who this character is going in. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like you and you watch the sequel first. <laughs> uh, and like me this week. Um but uh, no, it wasn't so like her love interest with Hick, with Hicks, Hicks yeah. um, was just sort of a flirtation, but it gave you that kind of investment. Like mm-hmm. I now have this sort of relationship with this person, not necessarily a romantic one or a sexual one or anything, but like they kind of connected. And now you get this whole sense of, fuck, I can't let this person die. Mm-hmm. It wasn't forced. And like, with Newt, like it was, it also wasn't forced that this is now her child. I know Newt calls her mommy at one point, but Newt's a kid, yeah. and that's a, a realistic thing that a, that a kid would latch on to. Is is like, you know, I, I don't have a parent; I need a parent. Right. But Newt's the only survivor from this whole colony, and the fact that she survived with no training, and, and Ripley says it at one point: this little girl survived with no training, no mm-hmm. weapons. For longer than any of us need to be here. Yeah. Like that. And, that then, and that's kind of a mirror of what happened with Ripley in the previous movie. Mm. Yeah. Like that gives Newt like. More the, agency. More agency. Yeah. And and again, Ripley is the hero. And Ripley's like, I have to get all of these people that I like. Now care about. Now yeah. care about. I have to save them. Okay. Cool. Yeah, um, Ripley is like the quintessential. Like if, if you want a strong female character, mm-hmm. you look at what they did with Ripley. Um, and I think this was the movie that really cemented it because James Cameron's always been really good at writing strong female characters, but yeah. just strong characters in general. I don't like to assign a gender to strong characters. Exactly. And that's the thing about Ripley. I think originally she was written as yeah. a man and you could easily swap out a man into this role. Her oh, sure. character is not the defining characteristic about her character. Isn't that she's a woman yeah. and that's what makes a strong female character. Totally agree. Cool. But, but we, we, we got to talk about uh, Bill Paxton. Oh, Ugh, game over, man. Game, game over, over, man. You should put her in charge. <laughs> yeah. 
I love how panicky he gets as soon as shit goes down. He's like, we're not ready for this, man. We're not going to make it, bro. (laughs) It's funny because when Paxton heard that Cameron was making this movie, you know, they they were friends and and he was like, man, you better write me a good part in that movie. (laughs) And and, uh, Cameron was like, oh, you want to be in it? Okay, I'll write your part. And so like he he wrote the part of, was it Hudson? Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. Hudson. 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 And uh, basically on set, Bill Paxton ad-libbed all of his lines. Really? No way. So like the game over man thing, the, uh, (laughs) you know, drop your linens and, you know, whatever it is. Like he, he came up with all that stuff and it was, was, that was the sergeant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, pretty much everything that Bill Paxton says in in this movie came from him. All right. I I didn't need to watch this. Bill Paxton is a freaking... (laughs) I miss him, man. Yeah, I really. Yeah, I, I it's, it's really. I, I actually got to meet him a few times. No way. Uh, oh, he's dead. Oh, oh yeah. 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 He he passed away a while ago, about five or six um, years ago now. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was shit. it was not expected. It was sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 around the time he was on Big Love, I, I ran mm-hmm. into him at a few film festivals a couple of times. He was I just the coolest. He was the coolest guy. Man. Seems like it. I love him in Twister. Uh, that movie. Yeah, Twister's fun. He like makes that movie. movie. Like that movie yeah. could have been bad, but Bill Paxton's in it. It's great. We haven't watched that show. What was his character in Weird Science? Oh, um, was it Chet? Chet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, Final thoughts. What's your What's your favorite part of the movie? Of this movie? Yeah. Oh shit. Um. I mean, I know what mine is. But. There's so many, dude. I I adore this movie. I don't know if I can pick one moment. Yeah. I mean, I feel it feels cliche to say this, but I mean the the hero moment for Ridley when she's end. got the freaking machine gun and the flamethrower like duct taped together. Yeah. And she's cool. like, Bishop. Don't freaking move. I'll be back in 15 minutes. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to die. I don't give a shit. I think, I think, I think that was a freaking awesome. She's, she's like, Hicks, don't let him. And Hicks is just like, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Hicks is all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's this about is, to take a nap. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those movies we could just do a two hour show. On oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 But, you know, for, for me, uh, my, my favorite part, and I know you didn't ask me what my favorite part oh, is. Oh, go ahead. Um, I, it's always stuck with me, the scene where the marines are going into the base where the colonists have been cocooned and, and you walk in it's like and, a, a and nest that itself. that's just the scene rip i've i always have it in my head that that's the the lady in the cocoon is this newt's mom i know it probably isn't but when when her eyes open and everybody goes what the fuck yeah you know and then the shit gets real yeah. and the aliens start coming out of the ceiling and the walls and and the fucking flamethrowers go that that scene just is everything to me for some reason in this movie. It's just, it's just, it's so intense. It's yeah. such groundbreaking effects, practical fucking effects. Yes. Okay. It was unbelievable <laughs> what they pulled off with that. It was, it was wild. And, and that set of the alien yeah. vest went on to become um, acne chemicals and Batman. It's just, that's no way really the, the, that scene in particular, just, it's incredible what they did there. It's I just, just, I just you just jogged my memory. So my act, my favorite, I love Ripley. Her whole hero thing is great. But the, my favorite moment in this movie is when Newt is in that water. Mm-hmm. And oh, the, and it's just a scene. It's, Newt's tiny. She looks small in the frame. And this freaking alien comes out of the water behind her. Freaking amazing. Take a picture of it and put it on my yeah. wall. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, absolutely. absolutely incredible. Jude, yeah. favorite moment and final thoughts. Gosh, uh, this this movie is just so good from start to finish. Um, but I guess you guys took the good one. <laughs> I will say like one of, one of the, one of the scenes that's like, it's like an oh shit moment. And there's so many throughout this whole movie. But one of the ones that kind of sticks out for me is when Ripley is, she, she found Newt 
Mm-hmm. She scoops her up. She's on her way out. And then she sees all the eggs and she, you see, just see out of, out of kind of out of frame, like bloop, like mm-hmm. some, something is, is like putting these eggs out there. And mm-hmm. then you pan to the size of mama alien. Oh, and you're like, <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> that moment where she points and, the flamethrower at the egg and she's and, like, fuck around and find yeah. out. <laughs> and, and, and you can see there's a connection between Ripley with her makeshift yeah. daughter and the alien mother with her babies. Mm-hmm. And they both agree to f- leave each other alone until one of them opens and Ripley's like, we're not going to get out of here alive. <laughs> yeah. I have to kill these. And then that's why the mother alien is like, Bitch. yeah. 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 Well, I, uh, also in that scene, they, they had to make a foam like newt. So like, she could carry like Sigourney Weaver could physically carry. Oh yeah. Cause she's uh, booking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so like, you know, you know, like it's just one of those weird things where you don't think that's an effect, but every time you see Sigourney Weaver carrying newt, like that's a fake newt. Whoa. Yeah, cool. I did not know that. I that's didn't cool. know that you either. know, there's just, there's just so much about this. Movie. Even we could, the, yeah. the, the iconic sound of the rifles going off the part. Yeah. I can't do it. Right. Oh, but also, <laughs> also the motion just, sensor. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Creating the, uh, the, the tension where it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. it's wild. That's great. Uh, and and they used the uh, steady cam rigs to carry those like huge guns. Mm-hmm. Like like they like just duct tape these things to those the, these steady cam uh, rigs because the guns were so heavy. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Vasquez What's your favorite yeah. part, Kadish? So my favorite part is uh, in Act Three where Sigourney Weaver comes out in the heavy loader and she's like, "Get away from her, you bitch!" Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, like that. That's just such an iconic moment yeah. in, in this movie. And this really is like you know Cameron's amazing at sequels like he just knows how to like find like the the right narrative thread and and carry it to its logical conclusion but he ran he does everything that a good sequel should he takes the original uh story he expands upon it he he makes it more interesting he introduces new characters he ups the stakes everything about this movie is just textbook what you want from like a good sequel and this is no joke like a five-star movie that this is a movie where like like classes should be taught about like how to make sequels based mm-hmm. off of this movie. Yeah. My I, favorite I, part about watching this movie was when Kadish said out loud, get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I am 100% in agreement with five star. This is going on. This is a five-star movie. I nice. agree. It is absolutely a five-star movie. Same. And I think it's my fifth one, fourth or fifth one for the show. I thought the, the, well, Raiders, Wrath of Khan. Um, what was the third one? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, original Ghostbusters, I think. Yeah. And, and this maybe one. this one? So maybe five, four then? Four yeah. One. Right on. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Five star movie for me. This is, it's up there with the perfect sequels of all time, mm-hmm. like Empire Strikes Agreed. Back and shit like that. Like, yeah. this is the perfect sequel. Yeah. This it's incredible. And T2 are my top. Yeah. Like, both sequels. James Cameron films. Yeah. yeah. T2, Aliens, Dude, Empire T- Strikes T2 Back. T2 is what got me into filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's, it's a, Awesome. Well, I can't, we have not talked about Terminator, have we? Oh, we need we to go need down. To. Oh, we need a Terminator week. All right. We're done chilling about this movie. I <laughs> yeah, hate no. it when we all agree. I know. It's weird. <laughs> Five-star movie across the board. All right, everybody. The next movie really? on our oh, list. Wait, wait, whoa. What? That's the first time. All we all gave it five it? stars. For, for this show? Mm-hmm. We've I, never had a five-star go all the way around. In fact, I think I fucked it up once because I didn't do it. <laughs> it's a four-way five-star. <laughs> hey, get some confetti so this, or something. This is like the greatest movie we've ever talked about on, it's, on the Salty Nerd Podcast. We could easily talk about it for two hours, but we're not going to. All right. Uh, the next movie on our list is Predators. Cop. <laughs> Predators. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. We could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Hey everybody, if you guys would like to support the podcast and get some cool merch in return, go to SaltyNerdStore.com. You can get my shirt that I'm wearing right now with the official Salty Nerd logo. You can get Vader's shirt over there. Jude is also wearing her awesome tank top with the logo on there. That's a, and really, that's a really nice tank top. Kadish is wearing Creepazoid. Are we all wearing like merch <laughs> oh, store shirts? for us. That's great. Yeah, yeah, we got some really interesting shirts over there. Like uh, we we had a, a couples t-shirt for with uh, Ghostbusters inspiration called uh, I Am The Key Master and I Am The Gatekeeper. Oh, I gotta, I gotta get that from me and my wife. Yeah, she'd never wear it. Yeah, Ever. and, and, and we I'll also, wear it. <laughs> we also got some like you nerd and YouTube uh, yeah. or you goonie shirts and stuff like that. So like, there's a lot of cool stuff there. If you're a movie buff, we have a lot of like really cool kind of like movie joke t-shirts, nerdy for, shirts. Yep. Check them out. And we'd which love one, to see you. if which you guys. One does the girl wear the gatekeeper or the key master? The I, I, gatekeeper I, I think because it's gatekeeper. it depends yeah, on how yeah, you yeah. identify. So like, the dude, yeah. the dude, the dude is the key. The and dude, the, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, gate okay. and and then yeah, it's kind of insert. No, no, it's kind of dirty. We, we, we don't judge. That's very dirty. Judge. That's kind of a dirty shirt. It's a dirty shirt. <laughs> All right, man. We All do right. a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> that went off the rails. All right, the next movie on our list is Predators. Robert Rodriguez's take on uh, the classic movie, the Schwarzenegger movie. Jude, take it away. What is this all about? Okay. 2010 Predators. <laughs> Rated R with a runtime of one hour, 47 minutes. This had a budget of $40 million for zero. Hmm. What do you think this brought in? Not as much as I expected. Um, it probably, it didn't make a sequel. It didn't make any more with Robert Rodriguez, I don't think. Um, I don't know, 45, maybe 50 million. Not that much. I Every time I go low, I I can't play this game. Every time I go low, it's high. Every time I go high, it's like it made two dollars. Give so, me your best shot. Um, I, for I'm ninety two million. One hundred twenty seven million. Thank you. Really? Yes. yes. Hmm. Yeah, th this was actually quite quite a yeah. success. Oh, cool. Well, I like Robin Rodriguez, so good. Go ahead, Jude. All right, sir. A group of the most dangerous humans on earth and Topher Grace <laughs> find themselves free falling into a jungle. Not knowing who's to blame, they decide to work together until they figure out who their enemy is and what they want. The group soon realizes they're on an alien game preserve planet and they were chosen to be hunted. When they discover a feud between two kinds of predators, Adrian Brody aligns himself with the OG predator who has a ship. The super aggro predator interferes and blows the ship up. Meanwhile, it turns out Topher Grace is a serial killer. But honestly, who cares? The pianist returns just in time to prevent Eric Foreman from killing the leader of the Maltese resistance slash last surviving member of the group of the group from Earth. And then booby traps Foreman's body to take out the hunters. The sole survivors, Luca Trangretta and the Queen of the South, wait out the rest of the night and are awakened in the morning by a new batch of dangerous humans falling to the planet. 
Topher Grace kills this movie. I felt okay, like okay, there was, okay, well, stop. There were a lot <laughs> of storylines that I was like, I don't really care about. I didn't really need the whole, I'm a very serious serial killer. Yeah, his name Topher Grace. is Christopher. <laughs> okay. This Topher bullshit is just stupid oh, actor nonsense. Did you know that Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver's first name is Susan? Sigourney's no. a stage name. That's cool. I did not know that. Oh, that's fine. Good for her. <laughs> Topher. <laughs> Dumb. See? Stupid. Double standard. <laughs> okay, Vader. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dude calls himself Vader. Dude, I, I don't know. Topher Grace, Christopher, whatever his name is. Um, he doesn't belong in this movie, man. No. I, I, I knew what they were he trying to do. He didn't belong in Spider-Man either. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, Fucking I get, get, I get, I know. I get what they were trying to do. Like, oh, the freaking jigsaw creepy dude who's unassuming, but also a psychopath. Like, but it just. I, who cares? It doesn't fit. No. It doesn't fit. These are supposed to be like freaking alpha male, aggressive, shoot em up dudes like Arnold and his team. And then you stick like skinny little Topher Grace in there. I'm so just why, like, hey guys, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And the other thing that really took me out of it too, um, not to shit on this movie completely because I do enjoy it, but that scene where the um, the Russian dude walks by the plant, you're like, oh, I'm going to poke it. And That's he's like, don't, like, don't, like, don't like, touch it. Tarev, and I love him. <laughs> well, he, <laughs> has, he has a doctor. He's I, I know, but it's an psycho. alien plant. Yeah. From an alien world. Um, how does he know what it is? And how does uh, he know that it's like freaking, oh yeah, that'll paralyze you with one cut. Like, dude. You're on a freking alien planet. What are you talking about? I mean, at that point, did, did, did they know they were on an alien no, planet? They no, I don't think no. so. Another alien planet wouldn't evolve and come up similar to what our planet. Was I'm, like. I'm calling bullshit. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, other than that glaring flaw of Topher Grace being in this movie, in general, I have fun with it. Me too. It's a fun movie. I like this movie. It's a. It's I do. A turn your brain off. Watch it's, cool things happen. And Walton fun. Goggins is in this. Walton Goggins. Yeah, Walton Goggins, uh, he's the, he's uh, the Danny creep. Trejo. Yeah. yeah, Danny Trejo, the, the, which was the reason why I wanted to watch this. I was yeah. like, oh shit, I've never seen He's not in it for very long. No. Danny yeah. Trejo, Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Marshala Ali. Is, is yeah, that's right. He was the, the war uh, African guy. warlord. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. He's, he looks yeah, different he, now. He's the new blade in Marvel. In the yeah, it's like I said, he looks different now to me. Yeah, and if you're a UFC fan, Oleg. Oleg Tokhtarev plays, plays the Russian dude. Um, I've been a fan of his since the fucking 90s. Like, Fishburne. I, he's the, Lawrence uh, Fishburne's in this movie, yeah. I wasn't done talking Sorry, about Jude my Gillen. Russian bear. <laughs> She's like, guys. He's, he's the Russian bear, <laughs> and I love him. Right on. Um, yeah, no, the cast is fantastic. And Adrian Brody is an incredible actor. Is, that is dude that, can pull off anything. Really Isn't that weird? Is. He can play anything. I When this movie first came out, I was like, Adrian Brody, mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here! The this fucking is, pianist, this is the pianist dude. It's like <laughs> no, that that he's there's no way he's gonna cover an Arnold Schwarzenegger type role in yeah. a Predator movie. But dude, he's fucking ripped. Yeah, it's just like I was shocked the first time I watched this movie, and even now to to a certain extent, at how much I bought in to his character in this movie. I was I was really surprised. Yeah. yeah. And that it makes me like this movie that much better. Also, uh, Alice Braga, who plays um, Isabel, the, mm-hmm. the the I think she she was um, Israeli special forces. Yeah, in this yeah. Movie. she's no the idea. leader of the Maltese resistance in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, so so like she 
you know, around this time she, she was kind of blowing up. She was getting cast in a lot of movies and, uh, her big thing right now is like, she's the lead in queen of the South, which is the, the drug queen pen, mm -hmm. uh, TV series on USA, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. That's mm -hmm. cool. I, I knew her from, I recognize her from, uh, I am legend. I am legend is yeah. what I recognize her from. And, uh, and now that you mentioned it, she is in the new suicide squad by James Gunn. So uh -huh. it's, it's cool to see like, She's this. really pissed off because Peacemaker kills her entire <laughs> team. <laughs> but I mean, again, this cast is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. A, it's, it's a, a great cast. cast. Um, I think they might have gone a little overboard with how many there are because at some point in time, I really like you don't really care that much that some of them are getting offed. Like Danny Trejo, he's like a throwaway character. He yeah. dies. I know that bumped me out because yeah. I love him. And he dies super quick and yeah. it's kind of a bullshit. Like they, yeah, it, they, they spend way more time like showing Walton I mean, Goggins listen, death. Let's, let's be real here. Danny Trejo's in the movie because what's Robert Rodriguez? Rodriguez. Yeah, well, he's in every Robert Rodriguez well, well, movie. Well, you know, what's funny yeah, is so. when Robert Rodriguez was writing the script, like for, for that character, he wrote in a Danny Trejo type <laughs> character <laughs> and uh, Danny Trejo heard about this. And, and when he saw Robert Rodriguez next, he's like, yo, Holmes, I hear you have a Danny Trejo like character. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? I'm Danny Trejo. <laughs> Put me in this movie. And Robert Rodriguez is like, Good point. <laughs> but, I, but originally, Walton Goggins was supposed to play the Tro Topher Grace role of, of the doctor. I would have liked that. That would have been so much better. Yeah. 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 Well, Walton Goggins is also a person who can play anything. Yeah, he's a really good And like, good you actor. forget that that's Walter, Walton Goggins. His name is so fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous, <laughs> right? It's yes. really hard to say. But you forget that that's him in everything that he plays because he embodies every role that he's in. He's so good. When, yeah. when we were talking about that Santa Claus movie with Mel yeah, fat yeah. man that he's in. I fucked his name up every time I said it. Every Walton, single time. Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Yeah. yeah. I keep wanting to say want Walter it, Goggins. I want it to be Walter Goggers. <laughs> <laughs> it's Walton Goggins. Um, but I do like, I do like in the beginning when um everybody's free falling to earth and like the people who like get up and they're like, oh, what the fuck's going on? But then they see like the bodies of people who didn't make yeah, it in yeah. their free fall. Like yeah. that's yeah. fucked up. And it just like starts the story off in a, you don't really give a shit if yeah. you survive or not. Like like the opening to this movie, it really just kind of puts you right into the middle oh, yeah, of things. Like this movie doesn't slow down from the minute it starts. Mm. And one of the things, so like the reason Walton Goggins got recast uh, into like the prisoner role is because he was playing it too much like Bill Paxton's Hicks in, in the uh, Aliens movies. Huh. And, 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 and so the director of this movie, Nimrod Antel, so like Robert Rodriguez did not direct this movie. He just produced it and wrote it. Um, like he, he was worried that like they were kind of like going in a, in, in a direction with that character that it just didn't fit. So he created a new character for Walton Goggins to play and then came in and recast and cast uh, Topher Grace as the doctor. Hmm. I was going to say something. He was playing was. it like Hicks? Like Hicks or like, like, like Bill, Bill Paxton? Bill Paxton. Like game oh, over, man. Okay, okay. okay got it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but um, so for, for the people who don't know, uh, Robert Rodriguez came up with this idea for a Predators sequel um, while he was shooting Desperado. And he pitched it to, to Fox. And Fox was like, this is dumb. We don't like it. <laughs> um, and, and Robert Rodriguez's original idea for it was like it, this, instead of a game preserve, it was like a Coliseum and people would be thrown in to fight against predators and stuff like that. And over time he kind of like, uh, you know, kind of refined the idea. And eventually uh, Fox was like, you know, uh, oh, Robert Rodriguez is really blowing up. Maybe we should dust off this, this script that we own from him and, and have him like mm -hmm. develop it. And so Robert Rodriguez came in and, 
and redid it with uh, the director Nimrod Antel, who had done like a couple like interesting kind of like low budget thrillers, and, and he was really skilled with like an ensemble cast and stuff like that. He's a he's a Hungarian filmmaker initially, and so uh, once he came on board, he kind of made it into like a game preserve and brought in like all these different characters, and I think that this movie is surprisingly good. Like I remember seeing it in the theaters and just being kind of like meh, like neutral on it. Mm-hmm. But over time it's gotten better. I'm a hundred percent with you. I feel like this, this movie gets better with age, with age. <laughs> the more I watch it watch for me. Was really? It? Mm-hmm. Um, Nimrod Antel, didn't he direct uh, Machete? No, I don't think so. I think Robert Rodriguez directed Machete. Can, can, say that again. Machete. Oh man, that's kind of sexy. <laughs> 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 machete. Say it slower. <laughs> okay. Because I get uh, machete. machete. So we're all fans of the original Predator movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. We all love yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Um, how did you guys feel about like this little bit of lore building where like they take humans and they plop them on this preserve and like go hunting? And then I think we, it's a great concept. And now we have this feud between yeah. like the big predators and the little predators. And they're like, what did you, did you think that was No, I think, great? It's, I think it's a it? great concept. Yeah. Why, why not? Well, well, the, the, the way they yeah. set it up is that so like they have this game preserve where they they cherry pick mm. opponents and they put them on here. And the idea is that the predators uh, refine their ability to kill other people. It's like a training camp. Th- yeah. Uh, based off of these things. And then they go to planets to actually hunt. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just kind of like an interesting little piece of, of lore building that I thought uh, worked really well. And I kind of wish that they had taken it further in, in the fourth predator as opposed to like what what we got is that the one you made me go to that i hated yes cool well everyone hated is that it. the one the shane black one yes the shane oh, black. Oh, is yeah. that the one with the the female predator and it, it's the one with olivia munn and uh, oh yeah i don't i pretend that doesn't exist well uh, key and peele is in it too right yeah one of the comedians not, not canon <laughs> just erase that one it's not doesn't exist uh, it was it was so bad yeah it's so it's bad. the uh it's the disney's star wars movies of Oh, wow. Franchise. That's a harsh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think well, I might have seen it. That. It was based off the strength of this movie that that movie got greenlit. Yeah. And they it's were like, oh, bad. we're bringing back Shane Black to write and direct it. And he's like really talented. And Shane Black was just like, <laughs> 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 I'm going to fuck this up for everyone. Oh, man. Um, okay. So Lawrence Fishburne's in this movie. Morpheus yeah. shows up at some yep, point in he time. shot for two days. That's it? That, that's it. You yeah, played you know, it. Hey, Bruce Willis, this shit. Wow. <laughs> I feel like he was totally unnecessary in this yes. whole thing. Like he he came into info dump and then he pieced out. Mm-hmm. And like the whole, I feel like I could have, I would have enjoyed this movie more if they had simplified it. Like, give me more of the whole we're training and you're basically just fodder. Yeah. And like that's interesting. And like like we have four different predators in this movie. Yeah. Three of which are the bad guys. Yeah. Um, so I liked that aspect of it and the whole like we just plucked you from your life and now you're just cannon fodder. I liked that. But the whole Topher Grace character didn't care. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence Fishburne didn't care. If they had simplified the story more, I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. If I'm, like I'm like you. if you want to make a movie just for me, yeah. um, <laughs> that's that's what I wanted. And I felt like there was a little too much going on for me to fully invest in it. I thought it was a little boring and I ended it dragged, up all, it, the middle I dragged, fell asleep man, and had to rewatch it. I feel like we're all agreeing on way too many things. <laughs> <laughs> so, so originally there was a different ending uh, to this movie. So like at the end of this movie, Adrian Brody um sees all these new parachutes coming in for like a whole new mm-hmm. season that, that that's starting up. And originally uh, a predator spaceship was going to land 
and Dutch Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to come out. He's like, congratulations for winning the, you know, the, the season. What? He's, like, he's like, come on board. You're going to join us. And, and oh so like they God. become like the, the winners become honorary predators and, and Schwarzenegger was actually like Robert Rodriguez went to Schwarzenegger. He's like, dude, we want you back for this movie. He's like, tell you what, because, <laughs> because at the time that this movie was being made, Your impersonation's terrible. Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Schwarzenegger was but also amazing. <laughs> Schwarzenegger was running for governor of California. He's like, if I don't win governor of California, <laughs> I will be in your movie. <laughs> and of course he, he ended up winning. Do, oh, do Bill man. Clinton real quick, because that's my favorite. <laughs> I, I did not have sexual relations oh, that's that one. with this movie. <laughs> with this movie, <laughs> um, I'll agree with Jude. I think they could have simplified this. Drop Topher Grace. Have these people show up, kill probably half of them within the first twenty minutes, just slaughter them, yeah, and then have like a key group of like three or four, yeah, and carry that on through the movie. What four would you pick? Uh, Adrian Brody carries this entire movie on yeah. his back. Sure. And then uh, the Israeli chick, yeah. um, mm-hmm. her and the Russian dude. Yeah. And probably the Yakuza guy. Have oh, those. really? Yeah. Oh, see, I You're going to get rid of Walton Goggins? Yeah. I would, <gasps> uh, yeah. Do you see how smooth I said that? <laughs> I, God damn it, dude. I, I, I totally agree with it. We, 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 need, we need to talk about the Hanzo fight. Yeah, yeah. Let's Hanzo talk about fight. the Yakuza guy. I, I really like that I character. I didn't need him at all. He was a cool character that I would have enjoyed more in a different movie. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, I liked I, his little samurai sword I, fight he had with I the Predator. Like really? I, 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 didn't, I, I enjoyed that they had a bunch of different dangerous people, but beyond that, I didn't really care who they were. Hmm. What were you going to say? I'm, I was just gonna exactly what she just yeah, said. You exactly. Chill. <laughs> we, we, we're on this side of the table for a reason. Most okay. Of the time. So sure. yeah. Put it in your. What? What are you doing? I'm just trying to get in your camera. There we go. Okay. <laughs> The alcohol is flowing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I liked him. I, I mean, Walton Goggins amazing. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I just. As <laughs> if you could. I, I can't. But his character is like the FBI's most wanted. He's like a convict guy. That wasn't it. I was way more interested in like the samurai and he picks up the sword. He's like, this sword is very old. And he's like, mm-hmm. he carries it with honor and he goes and he's like fighting that dude. That was a great scene. I love that. I scene. felt like that whole scene was a completely different movie though. <laughs> you know, I, I felt like it should have been choreographed different. It didn't, it didn't work for yeah, me. Yeah, I can give you that. And that was the, that was the big problem. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with the character being there. I just, I didn't like the way that scene was Corey. It could have been, it could have been shot differently. The way he was sure. all, and then he runs towards him. It, it's just, it, it, was, it was also it was weird. very dark and you, and it left a lot to the imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, what was funny is when we were watching this, Jude and I, so like we're sitting there watching this and this is a movie, it's called Predators. And she knows that we're doing Alien versus Predator Week. And the entire time she's like, are rich people behind this? Are they the ones hunting these guys? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> Do you remember saying that? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why he's telling everyone that now. I feel like I, nothing I, is sacred. I, I, I just thought it was very funny. Okay. You're, you're like, like, no Jude predators. <laughs> you know what's really funny, guys? You and your lady brain. How dumb my fiance oh, is. Man. She's hilarious. She, 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 she doesn't she's, even know how funny she is, guys. That's how dumb she is. No, she, she kept kicking me while we were on the couch. and she, She's like, tell me, is it rich people doing this? <laughs> well, okay, like, but I, this, is, this is the first fucking watch. Fuck you, by the way. And, and like the whole, I had the general premise. I was like, they're being hunted. Like this is a game, right? But my fucking Caucasian brain in America is like, it's fucking rich people, right? It's like rich white guys. When's the Rossburgers or what are they? What are they called? Them? Is this a John Claude Van Damme movie? <laughs> well, John Claude Van Damme was in the original. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, I was going to try and think of what else. It's a pretty simple plot. It's fun. It's easy watch. Not a perfect movie by any no. means. No. Um, no. I'm just going to go ahead and do final thoughts on it for myself. Well, uh, well, but before we go to final thoughts, I have one scene I want to highlight. And it's with Walton Goggins. And it's. I'll allow it. Yes. He, he, so, so like, he, you have a choice. <laughs> oh, is it the one with Topher Grace? No. Oh, okay. So, so like, they're, they're sitting in um, Lawrence Fishburne's uh, kind of shelter, and uh, the Russian guy is showing pictures of his kids to Topher Grace. And uh, Walton Goggins opens up his prison jumpsuit and shows this tattoo of a woman. Oh, I know and, he, and, and he's like, this is Susie Lee. Tits like howitzers. And it's like a, a naked lady tattooed on his stomach. And uh, Topher Grace is like, oh, is that your girlfriend? He's like, oh, man, that's my sister. <laughs> and Topher's like, oh, okay. And, and I, I always wondered if, if that was like an ad lib line from Goggins because it just comes out of nowhere. And, and, and it's so funny. There's that one really cringy scene with, with him where he's like, Oh man, I'm gonna go get some drinks. I'm gonna go rape the shit out of a bunch of bitches. Yes, you know I'm like, yes. yeah. They're sitting they're in the woods and they're just—it's like quiet. And they're like, Topher Grace is sitting there and he's like, man, when we get out of this, I'm gonna get home, do some cocaine, and rape so many fine bitches. Yeah, and Topher Grace is like, okay, and he's like, yeah, man, it's gonna be great. And he's like, yeah, five o'clock, rape bitch, raping time. And he's like, totally. And the Russian dude's like. You better stick close to me. <laughs> I, love, I love that scene. <laughs> cringy, man. It's so cringy. I don't cringy. want a t-shirt cringy. that says five o'clock bitch rape at home, but I'm not going to be able to wear it no. anywhere. No, nowhere. I'll fucking put that on I and like, have to run to Target. <laughs> I do wonder, I do wonder if Walton Goggins like ad-lib that line because- who writes that shit? I know, right? <laughs> well, well, it, it, it works because of Topher Grace's response to yeah. it. He's like, yeah, bitch <laughs> rape and die. <laughs> I almost forgot about that line. That was Every movie we watch has some form some of rape. Crazy in it. Yes. Jesus. Oh, my God. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, uh, See, so you were going to do Final Thoughts. Yeah, Final Thoughts. Uh, that start. was my favorite moment was the rape, bitch raping line moment between <laughs> Walton Goggins and Topher Grace. Uh, final thoughts. It's an easy watch for me. If it's yeah. available, Amazon Prime or something like that. I don't really watch cable TV anymore, but if it's on, I'm watching it. I, I enjoy the hell out of this movie. It's not perfect, but it's fun. Um, Topher Grace is the weakest part. Adrian Brody is the strongest part of this movie. Uh, I I wish I could say they balance each other out, but they really don't. I really wish Topher Grace wasn't in this movie because yeah. he kills the entire vibe. I don't buy him as a threatening character at all. Even when he's like, Sorry, I just when you said Tover Grace threatening character, I just made me like, giggle. No, <laughs> that's Eric from that '70s show, bro. Yeah, like, this is fucking Foreman. Yeah, <laughs> shut up, dumbass. Um, no, it's a it's it's a fun movie though. I, I enjoy it. It's got some charm to it. I believe Red Foreman as a bad guy more than I right? believe Eric Foreman. Yeah, Robocop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Vader, go ahead. What, what's final. your score? Um, I say two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, two. Really? Right in the middle. I respect yep. you. Oh, okay. Two and a half for me. Um, I think I liked it a little bit more than that. Okay. Um, What's your I, final I mean, thoughts? I mean, I can't, I can't add a whole lot. You know, I, I enjoyed the characters. I did not like Topher Grace. But other than him, I, I thought all the characters were fine. I, I liked the different kinds of badass them that they all brought to the table, you know. Um, you know, what's funny is we barely talked about the Predators, and and but they all had their own little distinct personalities as well. Mm. You know, they all had their different looks the one with the, that had the jaw, the jaw one thing. had like tusks one yeah, yeah. The, the, and they all have man what was they had different names i'm sure you looked up the different 
I know the one that fought the sam- samurai was called Falconer. Yeah, he was. The other one is um, the Berserker. One of them's in charge of the dogs, and the other one's like, yeah. Well, they they actually gave the predator race a, a name in this movie. I believe it was the uh, Yatja. Hmm. Who said that? Do you remember? I don't. Okay. Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, um, you know, I, I enjoyed this movie. Um, I have, I could easily watch this movie again, um, but I'm going to, you, you gave it a two and I'm going to go two three. I'm going to go three. You like it more? Okay, yeah. Cool. Let me give it a three, right three stars. Easy, I, I did oh. one, one scene that stands out is, is, is the big reveal when they figure out that they're on another planet mm. when they come up on that ridge yeah, out of this like jungle planets. and you're like, holy shit, we're not in Kansas anymore, Kansas but anymore. Yeah. It, I just, I've always, I've always, I would make like a cool poster or something yeah. you know, to me. It was just, it's a cool scene. Right on. So. Totally. <laughs> Shoot. Go ahead. Final <laughs> thoughts. Give it a rating. Uh, final thoughts. Um, I didn't love it. It was a first watch. I probably will never watch it again. However, if somebody were to put it on in front of me, it wouldn't piss me off. Okay. It's fine. It's okay. I feel like this movie is just okay for me. So like two it's, or what are you going to go I, I'm going with three because I don't hate it. I also don't love it. It's kind of middle of the road. Um, a three is a just okay. That's high. Isn't that high? Well, a three is like a I six I mean, I out told you guys I'm easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, those rules no, are made yeah, up. I don't uh, care. Yeah. They don't matter. <laughs> um, yeah. For me, uh, it's, it's a three. That's kind of middle of the road for me. Three it's, predators out of five. Yeah, okay. it's um. There are things. Okay, so talking about it, like I think I enjoyed it more when we were talking about it than I actually did watching it. I fell asleep and had to rewatch the end, um. But I don't hate it, um. But I also don't care. Okay. So like I don't know. I guess I'm quibbling about a point five. But two point <laughs> five for me is more like I really don't like this movie. But oh really? Okay. Yeah, for me, like a three is just like yeah, it's fine. Okay. I don't care. So yeah, it's, it's, it's three, uh, berserker predators out of five. I wish there was more Danny Trejo, less Topher Grace, less Lawrence Fishburne. I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate for that, but it is what it is. <laughs> I don't think you will. <clears throat> uh, and I wanted, I honestly, I wanted more predators. I didn't care as much about all of the characters as I did about, like, I wanted to see some fucking predators. Mm-hmm. Well, you're on like a predator planet, right? Yeah. 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 And and also like the whole, like we're being chosen to be hunted by these predators, but here's the reason why didn't super come across for me. Uh, Maybe it was because I was asleep. (laughs) Um, But like, I, I I, like during my, like looking up things for this movie, that's when I realized that's why they were here for that. So, I mean, I don't know that the movie did its job in telling me like why this was happening. Okay. I thought they spent too much time setting up who everybody was. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Just to whack them. Kind of would have rather had a movie that I was rooting for a predator in. Mm -hmm. Just me. Oh, a bunch of like really disgusting people that you really want to see dead and just one predator who just murders yeah, them tell all. Tell me more about the different <laughs> yeah. predator factions. Yeah. What do you think about what? Well, oh. Flip the script from the original Schwarzenegger movie and yeah. flip it around. I kind of. It's like, like and yeah. this poor predator is stranded <laughs> on this piece of shit planet full of humans and he has to fight his way off. Like I, thought, I actually thought that was more in line with the movie I was getting. So okay. I was a little bit surprised that this is what I got instead. And it was a little bit. Fun. That would be a lot of fun. Well, well, there's a little double meaning here because all the people who uh, were introduced to as the main human characters in this movie 
are themselves a type of predator. Like, like yeah. they're, they're, they're like trained killers who go about like, you know, murdering other humans. And, and so like there, there's that, that weird double meaning, but I also wanted to, wanted to share another little story about watching this movie with Jude. Which, You're pointing which I at loved. me and I know I'm going to be the, <laughs> the butt of your joke. It's, it's not a joke. So like at the end of the movie, Adrian Brody gets all mudded up like Schwarzenegger did in the original. <laughs> and, and, you know, he's facing down the predator. And the minute that happens, Jude starts quoting lines from the first part of her, where she's like, I'm over here. Kill me. Kill me. I'm here. Kill me. Yeah. And then Adrian Brody literally, literally starts repeating the exact lines that Jude just said. And, and, and she was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> he said it and I went, oh shit. <laughs> so, so watching this movie. I was like, can he hear me? <laughs> yeah, watching this movie with Jude was an experience. Oh. Um, I actually, uh, I enjoyed this movie more than when I first saw it. Uh, it's a solid three-star movie for me. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the acting was really good. All the actors that they cast were great. The story was really solid. The directing was solid. It's a good Predator movie, especially compared to the fourth one. Mm. Um, so I would have liked to have seen kind of like them explore this uh, concept of, of the game preserve thing and the Predators testing their skills a little bit more. But uh, also I, I should point out that um, both Robert Rodriguez and Nimrod Antil, who directed this movie, hated Alien versus Predator, which came out before this movie. And, and so this movie was a direct response to how much they hated Alien versus Predator, where they're, they're like, fuck those movies. We're just going to do our own thing. <laughs> For sure. Speaking of, the next movie on our list is Alien versus Predator. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And uh, we're going to talk about that one. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you want to support the podcast and hang out with us on our Discord app, go to saltynerddiscord.com, jump in. It's a fantastic community. We have a great time chatting with all of our fans of the podcast and uh, coming up with new ideas for shows. We have a SMP Weekly Show idea chat room where you guys can toss in there a couple examples of movies that you want us to cover. Uh, we love hanging out and chatting with our people over there. So saltynerddiscord.com. Are you pointing at your ass cheek again? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get that out. <laughs> So I can't talk about this. Freaking Vader has spouted out some nonsense about a tattoo on his ass cheek. If we get to 10,000 subscribers get the, get the by, tattoo on my butt. by July 4th, <laughs> I can't believe he said it, but he did. And now it's out there in, on the internet and we can't take it back. So 10,000 subscribers. If you're watching this 10,000 subscribers. Yeah. Vader has agreed to get a tattoo of the salty nerd logo on his butt. If we can hit 10,000 YouTube subscribers by July 4th, 2022. So if you guys uh, want to help us make that happen, please tell some people about it. Encourage them to subscribe to the channel. And we're also going to live stream him getting the tattoo. So uh, don't miss out on, on get that. My butt. <laughs> it's my butt on the YouTube. It's going to be great. Why are you saying that? Norm? I have no voice, idea, dude. Because we're watching Predator movies. <laughs> And my handle okay. is better than his. It is. It's <laughs> leaps and bounds better. Um, is that everything? Yeah. Okay. Jude, take it away. All Alien right. versus Predator. 2004 AVP. Alien versus Predator. Rated PG-13. <laughs> with a runtime of one hour, 41 minutes. Had a budget of $60 million. Six zero. What do you think it's brought in? I don't know. 85. B. I'm, I'm like, right. It made money though, right there. Made I'm 85, 90 million, right around there. Um, $120 million. <laughs> $177 million wow. Dollars wow. worldwide. Wow. 
just is based on the brand name, brand yes. recognition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the crossover event of the century. Well, 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 people had wanted an alien versus predator movie oh, yeah. for a long so, time. Oh, yeah. What's, sure. lobbying. What's the background with this? So it's Predator 2. It's like Jason the, versus the, Freddy. We got to see. Oh, that's and in right. the very end of the movie, yes. in the ship, there's an alien skull. That's right. There's a xenomorph mm -hmm. trophy in the Predator movie before Danny Glover yeah. gets the shit kicked out of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the yeah. alien fans were like, what the what? fuck is this shit? It's, it's, it's right next to the fucking T-Rex. Yeah, yeah, and there was also a really successful comic book mm -hmm. series. Great uh, comic book series. Of Alien versus Predator that people just lost their shit over. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they they were like, hey, let's make a when, when they When they put that xenomorph skull in that ship, That's probably it, on a lark, what year was they that? They had no idea what they were uncorking yeah, there. Yeah, they were inciting. Oh, oh yeah. I want to say that was 89, Yeah, right around there. Okay, so after Aliens. As, aliens, as, the second as movie. As an uh, Aliens nerd, mm -hmm. as we discussed earlier, seeing that Xenomorph skull in that ship was it blew my mind. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah that's was, in the same fun. universe. I yeah, can already yeah. see the freaking. Yeah. Wasn't there know. something in Predator 2, the Gary Busey? Well, that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay, you guys yeah, yeah. kept saying aliens instead of Predator 2. Well, um, we're, we're talking about the Xenomorph skull. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Xenomorph Predator skull. ship. Anyway. Um, you guys are totally confusing my lady brain. <laughs> <laughs> Poor lady brain. But yeah, that's where it all starts. So you just nerded out. Okay, that's where I was wondering, like, what the genesis of this idea yeah. was so let's, that's let's, exactly so what let's, it was. Like, let's see what happens when you put the well, two together well, yeah. it's like fox owned the rights to both mm -hmm. of them and mm -hmm. they were able to kind of like so, and it fits they fit together like, let's fuck some shit up <laughs> fox is owned by disney now well, well, now. well now but back then so like they had been trying to get an alien versus predator thing off the ground but there were all these lawsuits that were involved with it and they had to clear those up before they could actually like get for it so it took them literally like a decade in order to like get all the rights issues cleared up so they could make this thing happen. And they gave it to Anderson. Well, well at, at the time. So like James Cameron, Your arch nemesis, James Cameron was actually collaborating with Ridley Scott and Sigourney Weaver to mm -hmm. create another alien uh, movie. And um, Fox basically said like, well, that's all well and good, but we're going to go with Paul W.S. Anderson <laughs> to do an alien versus predator movie. And James Cameron and Ridley Scott were like, Fuck you. <laughs> they're, they're like, this is a terrible idea. We hate it. Peace. And, and Kadish was like, I never forgive you people for this. I mean, th this movie does have the Paul W.S. Anderson stank it, all over it. It really does. Yeah. It's funny. I, but but on, ironically enough, this is his best movie. Oh, so. When we were, I was watching this movie. I had no idea that this was a P.W.S. Anderson movie. No idea. I'm watching it. I'm, I'm like 10 minutes in. I'm going. This feels like a P.W.S. Anderson movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and I looked at like, this movie feels kind of stanky. Yeah, I did. I, literally, I was like, something stanks. You're, There's something about just, this. Just Got watching it, and you were like, Stank on Seriously? it. Seriously, that's not Chris even a joke. What I'm is like, that? What is going on with this movie? Paul W.S. Anderson. This, yeah, I'm like, yeah, this for, for viewers who might not be familiar, who is Paul W.S. Anderson? He Alex? is the director of that stank up Resident the Evil. Stanky director of Resident <laughs> Evil. And of all the Resident Evil movies. I'm really shocked Mila Jovovich. Except for the new one. <laughs> Except for the newest well, 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 one. Yeah. Well, no, like he didn't direct the sequel or the third one. And he's, then he came back and directed all the other Resident Evil. He's the guy behind some of the worst all-time video game movies. Resident well, well, Evil. Well, he, he directed the first Mortal Kombat movie. Um, and then Which, he, oh, that I, classic? And, and <laughs> I kind of like it. And he, he also did Event Horizon. And most recently, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter, that's right. Oh, the God, dragon. that piece of shit. Yeah. Wow. With Mila Jovovich. We did All talk you about have that to one, do is right? mention yeah. that movie, and I go into fucking Hulk mode. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that movie. It's stupid. 
It's terrible. All right, Jude. With that energy, tell us the synopsis for right. Alien vs. Predator. So, <laughs> billionaire Charles Bishop Whalen, the man, not the machine, forces a group of archaeologists to hurry up and spelunk untrained through the ice of Antarctica into the oldest pyramid in the world. When the explorers start poking around inside the pyramid, they trigger the ancient alien baby pods to open and send a message to the predators that the pyramid is active. Then an hour later, the predators finally show up and start murdering the humans because they're all carrying weapons. And if there's one thing a predator hates, it's a human with a weapon. When Blade's mom comes face to face with a predator, she wisely drops her gun and submits I just blew your mind, huh? Yeah. <laughs> she drops her gun and submits when an alien interrupts their meat cute. She's like, uh, fine. I guess I'll fight these things with you. And the predator's like, let's get matching best friend tattoos <laughs> on our faces. <laughs> <laughs> then they do some crafts with weapons and skulls and kill the shit out of some aliens. Yeah. They're having the best bestie time ever until that alien bitch Carol or whatever <laughs> shows up and stabs predator. And Blade's mom is like, I'll never let go, Jack. And then as he's dying, he's like, I am now and have always been your friend. And then his space buddies show up and take his body and they see your face tattoo and they're like, nice ink. And she's like, thanks, my bestie gave it to me. And then the movie mercifully ends. <laughs> mercifully ends. Your synopsis are on fire this week, Jim. Thank you. <coughs> that was all very accurate. Um, it was very good. I yeah, it was incredibly. The, the, the bestie's face tattoos. Super hey man, accurate. he's making her part of the clan. Yeah, bro. Okay? I'm upset because I don't have a friend that I'm that close to that we've ever gotten best friend we, tattoos. We can get would you let a Would you me. let a seven foot tall alien give you a face tattoo? Listen, if I'm standing <laughs> face to face with a seven foot alien, he can do more listen, than that. Like, listen, she didn't have any choice. I just want to get out of this alive. It's like, give me that alien acid stinger. <laughs> He's, he's like, he's like, like ah. holding out the alien to her, like, you want some? And she's like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, Lance Henriksen. I don't know, man. This he's, is he's a stud. A, Your best friend. He's my best buddy. <laughs> it's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> if you could go back to that moment in time and, and he was like. I would completely he, ignore him. Wait, wait. <laughs> no. If you could go back to that moment in time, you've already said that shit. And he looks up at you and he goes. You want to get best friend tattoos? <laughs> want that? I'd probably say yes. <laughs> yes, Lance Henriksen, I do. And, and then after you say yes, he goes, on our faces? <laughs> you have to commit. You have to commit. Can, can you introduce me to Ray Liotta? Really <laughs> I want to get introduced to somebody. That was, that was about the time he was making a lot of bad movies. Like, what was that Ray Liotta movie he made with him? Where he's on the island with all the prisons and prisoners and shit. That was we're gonna watch that one. That was good one. Skull we're gonna, Island. We're gonna have Lance Hendrickson week pretty soon. Okay, cool. We should see if we could reach out to him and have him on the show. No, no we cannot do that. <laughs> hey, do you remember me? Hi. Hi. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is kind of a guilty pleasure movie for me. Really? Kind of, yeah, yeah kind, kind of, of is. It scratches that like ancient aliens itch yeah. and it's goofy. I do not by any means consider this to be like canon within the aliens and predator universe. This is like a what if scenario. True. It doesn't make any sense for the freaking aliens to be in a pyramid on Antarctica. Listen, man, there are pyramids under the Antarctica. Sure. Sure. Maybe. It, absolutely. They are. But they 100%. don't contain the xenomorph that we know? found on LV 247 or for <laughs> whatever the number was. Listen, here's my complaint. First of all, it's PG 13. Yeah. Second of all, 
I was told this was an Aliens versus Predator movie. And what I got was a bunch of spelunking archaeologists <laughs> for a fucking hour yep. before the aliens fought the Predator. And by that point, I was like, <laughs> I've had that- three glasses of wine now. And I had to go back the next day and rewatch all of the interesting stuff. And at that point, I was like, I don't fucking care. The the, the alien, the, when they did finally get to that fight, though, that fight scene was was pretty fun. Like the, the day late and a dollar short. The predators get Burn. down there. The one grabs the alien by the tail, like whips it what? around and yeah. throws it. So what? when uh, when the predator was invisible and you just see the alien like tail come up and pop yeah. them, that was cool. Mm-hmm. What made this PG thirteen? What did what what is it missing? They didn't show a this chest burst. Like a couple f bombs or something. So or? so basically, the studio mandated that they wanted a PG thirteen movie. And Paul W.S. Anderson was like, yeah, sure. I have no credibility. I didn't look um, at the rating and I didn't but, watch this thinking well, it was PG-13. Well, well, the thing is, is like, so they shot it, you know, there, there's not excessive gore or anything like that in this movie, which is how they were able to get the PG-13 rating. But uh, the fans revolted when this was announced. And so like they went back and shot gorier versions of the scene <laughs> to do an unrated cut that they would release on DVD yeah. in order to the satiate studio the studio was like, I really I did, want I, white trash families to be able to take their kids I, to this. Okay, that, that explains it because I did watch I did watch the unrated version when I ran it this the other night. Okay, so. I didn't know there was two different versions because didn't they make an AVPR? Like it was a different movie and there was like Alien vs. Predator Requiem or whatever the hell. That's the sequel to this. That's, and they made it purposely rated R, right? To make up for this movie being PG-13. Mm, I don't know about that. I think that's that. what the whole marketing thing Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Requiem or that a, Rectum? That's a I don't know. That, that, that's literally the sequel to this movie. I, I don't think I've ever seen it. Really? Oh, no. don't. It's terrible. We need to watch another freaking Alien vs. Predator week, bud. Is that the, that's not the one oh, with- Oh shit, there's with, a movie called Alien vs. Ninja. That's not the one with <laughs> Key versus Key and Peele, right? No, no, no. I don't think so. Anyway, um, it's, this movie's goofy it and is. it's dumb, but I like it. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the pyramid under the ground and they go down there and like, who drilled this hole? I don't know. It wasn't here <laughs> yesterday. Like dumb shit like that makes me smile. And the freaking, when, when, the fight scenes are fun. That one alien that has like the, yeah. the hash marks on its head from the net, like, and it's got like a vendetta against that one dude. Like, I like all that stuff. I like all the alien, all the predators in all three of these movies today are all, are all cool. Yeah. So all three so. predators in this movie were based off of the ones that we saw at the end of Predator 2. So oh, okay. the, the idea is that after they were done in LA, uh, they came back uh, here and these are the ones that we saw honor Danny Glover at the end of that movie. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I didn't realize that either. I thought it was just another another ship. I, I, yeah, I should come to Earth to do some training. I feel like I should pay closer attention to the, the masks because the masks Maybe. are unique for each Predator. So, and that changes, I guess if they're the same, I haven't, I'd have to go watch and watch Predator Here, Here's too. my big issue with this movie. Oh, please. And, and, and this is one of the reasons why like Paul W.S. Anderson is such a complete fucking hack. Um, so in Predator lore, what's yeah. the one thing that precipitates them coming to earth for a hunt there can be only one no <laughs> they always come at the hottest point of the year mm-hmm. they come around the equator uh when they went to la it was during a heat wave mm-hmm. right so like they only hunt in hot humid in hot areas, humid yeah. because they come from like you know like they see in heat vision like, mm-hmm. so like they come from a hot planet this is in antarctica <laughs> but in prehistoric times Listen, there was no ice. The, the predators wouldn't be coming down into a freezing cold area because it just doesn't go with the lore. 
Yeah. But Paul W. Anderson's like, fuck that. This is what I want to do. Yeah, I see. And this story was actually made by Dan O'Bannon and uh, Ronald Shusett, who were the original writers on like the, the Predator movies. Mm -hmm. And so like they came up with the story idea and then um, Paul W. S. Anderson went off and, and wrote his own thing based off of that. And it's just like everything in this movie is horrible. <laughs> Um, just, just from an entertainment perspective, like, like Jude said, it takes an hour to get to the meat of the story and that initial fight scene between like the alien and the predator while cool, like imagine th this whole movie should have been that, like, imagine like if the predators came down to earth and they're like, Oh, you know, we're going to go hunting. And then they see like all their prey already with like chest, huge chest wounds. And then the aliens start showing up and no dialogue. It's just aliens versus predators fighting from the start you, to the think, finish. Do you think a movie like that would, would go over? Yes. No, I, no I, dialogue I kind of at all. Would. I kind of think it would, if it was just aliens versus predators. So here's, are like, we talking what, subtitles what, when they're like, know, Alex, know, we literally reviewed this cartoon primal with the zero yes. dialogue. It was fantastic. It can be done. And we watched Absolutely. the caveman movie about chasing fire. Okay. Like, no, I'm never watching that movie. But, no, but, but like, know. if this had been a movie where, like, the, the aliens, not the predators, but the aliens, had, like, decimated the Earth, and the predators were like, hey, let's go check out and mm -hmm. see what's happening on Earth, and they came down, and they yeah, were like, yeah. oh, fuck. Or, or, or we got to kill could all have these been, guys. like, a colony or something yeah, like that. I would have loved an entire movie of just the predators and the aliens just fucking each other up Matt, for an Matt's entire got my, movie. Matt has my brain going now, because I would have, what I would have done now that I think about it, is I move take the Antarctica shit out of it. Mm -hmm. There's still pyramids and cities and shit in South un America. underneath yeah. the fucking jungle go that we haven't explored Egypt. yet. You know, go go to Guatemala, go into deep jungle. Let's find a pyramid that's still that's completely covered over with with. Uh, Watch your hands there, bud. Yeah, with, 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 hands with, the, with the jungle. <laughs> you know, this they could have easily well, made well, this well, movie also, much better. The, the first fight scene between Alien versus Predator, no dialogue. No, and that's the best scene in the entire freaking movie. Yeah, just all have I, the all, whole movie be that. I just need those. I can't. Are we doing? Are we the, talking the, subtitles? The are we going to do subtitles for the aliens? Sure. I mean, for the yeah. predators. Yeah. Why? Like they're like. Yeah, hey, it's give, over give here. Some on the clicks, and yeah. clicks and blurs and some some some. Yeah, I mean they and, did it in the original yeah. when they were like. Yeah. Typing you know? shit out. Yeah. Oh, that's another PW. You that's know? why I thought this was a PWS Anderson movie. Is the goddamn holographic map swipe changes from one scene to another. He does it five times. I counted straight out of resident, Evil. straight out of resident evil. I was well, like, well, it's funny because, um, the guy, uh, Colin Salmon, who played the team leader, uh, in resident evil, um, mm -hmm. He's he, in all he's of in his, his, he's in this yeah, movie. he's in all of his movies. And it, it's funny because like he gets caught by this net and for a minute there you think, oh, he's going to die by, by grid dissection, just like he did in Resident Evil. But then like the guy just like stabs him with a spear <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Um, give me something in this movie you like. Uh, I, like for the characters? Like, just give me something that you like about this movie. I love the pyramid shit. I love okay. I love them being down into this like wacky freaking maze. The transforming Rub pyramid, right? Rubik's cube I pyramid. Was, I thought shit was dope. Yeah, I, I love that. Super stuff. cool. I will say that the backstory that they gave, whenever somebody explained how this all happened, so is basically like, you got you got predators coming in. That's it's a rite of passage. They have to come in. They have right. to claim their guns. Right. And they have to get through the aliens and shit and get out to to, to be a man. The basically. idea that that happened in like Aztec history was mm -hmm. way more interesting to me than this like antic. Antarctic thing. Yeah, like, I, I, I love the whole, the whole. Imagine like the, the whole, dude. the whole uh, exposition dump where they're reading the hieroglyphics. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, back in the back in the old days, you know. Yeah. Imagine, dude. Imagine 
Apocalypto. Oh yeah. But with this Fucking shit. Aliens? Yes. Yes. That's a movie. That would have yeah, been dude, dope. Be and it would have it would have fit the lore. Talking about Apocalypto. <laughs> I have to watch Apocalypto, Jude. It's so good. It's like a We're having a pizza and beer night. It, it is really good. It's, it's, you don't want to it's a Mel Gibson movie, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a fantastic um, movie. But what one of the things I hate about Paul W.S. Anderson is actually one of his greatest strengths, which which is he knows how to like bring in a movie under budget, you know, ahead of schedule and and really squeeze every bit of profit out of it. Like with this movie, so they shot it in Prague. He's a studio darling. Yeah, yeah. So he shot it in Prague and that the sets that they were able to build in Prague saved them something like, you know, $18 million. And um, he, he was able to turn this movie around in like two months time and then like four months of, of post-production. So like he was able to get it out super quick, um, you know, on a $40 million budget, this thing made $177 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, the studio loved it, you know, greenlit a, uh, a sequel like right away, but it's not a good movie. Like, like we, we were talking about how aliens spends their entire first act just setting up mm-hmm. the rest of the movie and it doesn't feel slow or boring or like whatever. This movie does the same thing, except it feels slow and boring and you just don't freaking care. Yeah. You just like get to the aliens versus predators crap. Who cares about the stupid backstory about like some like weird pyramid and, and like human sacrifices well, and stuff? And like honestly, that. Lance Hendrickson, I didn't care that he was in this at all. When I first saw him, I was like, oh, shit, it's Bishop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Kadish was like, eh, it's the guy Bishop is based on. It's Wayland. It, it, oh, yeah. Wayland Corp is huge. That's a yeah. big. And then like, at that point on, I was just like, nah, I don't care. And then he just fucking dies out of nowhere. It doesn't <laughs> matter. And then they re- recast him for Ridley Scott's prequels. Oh. I I was way more interested in uh, the pyramid than I was any of the characters in this show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I think the, the shape changing pyramid. Yeah, it was really cool. It's cool. It was, it's like it cube really cool. and freaking weird shit's yeah. going on. I, yeah. I like that stuff. I you do know, agree that the setting is weird, like the Antarctic thing. Yeah. Like have that shit in the freaking Amazon or something. Right. Yeah, you know what's totally the most fun for me? is just me personally is like listening to Kadish talk about How much uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> like he's talking about his ex. Like, you know what else sucks about that person? <laughs> there, there's some real stink. Did you get like take a shit in your Cheerios one day or something? <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I hate seeing lack of talent rewarded. Mm. And, and if there was ever a, a filmmaker who, who has taken properties with amazing potential, and squandered them. It's well, that, Paul W.S. I mean, Anderson. honestly, that seems to be the, the trend for many years now in yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood. Especially video game movies. Yeah. It's like you fail, fail upward. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. the way it goes, bro. Yeah. He was successful so. in making a profit. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing about Paul W.S. Anderson movies is like his movies always make money. Uh-huh. So like, you know, he's able to continue to make them. and it, But they're so bad. And I don't know why they're able <laughs> like, yeah, to make such For some such reason, all, uh, dumbasses like us keep yeah, watching dude. I like, I watch it and I go. I've watched every single Resident Evil movie out there. I've seen all the Alien vs. Predator movies. Yeah. I even watched that piece of shit monster Thunder. So you you should hate us just as much because well, well, we're the reason. Well, he, he, wait, 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 wait. He, he backed <laughs> out of, of directing Resident Evil 3 in order to do this movie. Mm. So. Anyway, um, V, you didn't like Monster Hunter, did you? No, it was terrible. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, final thoughts and favorite moment. My favorite moment is the slow mo face hugger moment. Oh, that yeah, was pretty cool. Freaking yeah, dope, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. And it like jumps. It's like, and it's all yeah. in slow motion and it freaking grabs onto the chick's face. I've wanted to see that. That's, I don't know why I wanted to see it, but mm-hmm. I've always wanted to see a slow motion face hugger moment and I got it. So, 
I'll probably give this, um, I gave what, uh, Predators two and a half. This is probably going to be, I don't know. It's more than a one and a half star. So it's like a two, but kind of like I'm ashamed to say that. <laughs> you, just, you, dude, it's okay to like bad movies. It's okay. Uh, is this a two star movie? Right. I enjoy it. It's goofy. It's dumb. I do not consider it to be part of canon from the Alien and Aliens oh, movies. Yeah, yeah. They, they've come out and, and officially declared the two Alien versus Predator movies non canon. Yeah, this is a what oh, if well, scenario. This is but like. You can't do that. It's on a movie. You can't, can't declare like, something non canon. Alien and <laughs> Aliens are two five star movies that belong in their own little box. I don't mm-hmm. even like Aliens 3 or Aliens. Yeah, they're whatever not great. The other right? one yeah, is terrible. I agree. Um, so, like. Those Except are, for when it gets sucked out of the ship when it's going down in the orbit. Those are the little like those are sacred protected movies, <laughs> and this this cannot be allowed to mingle with those ones. Yeah. I just want someone to be as excited to hug me as that alien was to hug that girl. Man, what is it with you and hugs today? I said I like hugs. It's like the fourth time. <laughs> I wasn't talking about hugs. You misheard me, and then you started talking about how much you want a hug. Final thoughts. Speaking of hug, um, face huggers. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. Okay, guilty pleasure. Right. It's a two star movie. It's not good, but it's, it has its moments. Um, I don't know what else to say, really. Uh, I mean, change the setting to Guatemala in the jungle. Would have made it better. Would have been made it better. Mm -hmm. And um, I like the ancient aliens stuff. It does. I mean, the crazier, the better. I want my, I want, I want that to be the real world. Right. Would have been made, made shit way more interesting. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean. Two, two stars. Apocalypto with predators. Yeah, let's uh, do it. I need that. That's what I need. All right, Jude, final thoughts. Give okay. it a rating. I also feel like this is a, a two Carol Baskin aliens <laughs> out of uh, five, but I also, it, it's not a guilty pleasure. I think it's really boring and there's okay. so much wrong with it. It doesn't make me angry, but if I had to watch it again, I'd probably roll my eyes very hard. <laughs> did, did, was there any moment in this movie where you're like, okay, that's pretty cool. Anything? Yeah. Okay. When the aliens and the predators were actually fighting, but it took a fucking hour to get there. <laughs> yep. Okay. But it took an hour for them to get they to that kind of stuff. They just set up movies. a bunch of people for the sake of killing most of them. Yeah. When, where we had, where we cared about the characters and aliens, mm-hmm. the Marines and everybody. Yeah. We don't care about anybody. I don't even know what the main character's name is. Yeah, She's I don't Blade's either. mom. <laughs> Blade's mom. That blew my mind. I had no idea. Um, I will say that. <laughs> like, yeah, that's very there's, true. Hudson, Vasquez, uh, you know, Hicks. Apone, Hicks. We, we can name. Oh, yeah. We, name, we can name all these characters. Newt. Yeah. I don't Newt, know. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you a single name of anybody in this movie. Bishop. Bishop. Not Bishop. Wayland. <laughs> Wayland. That's it. Because it's Lance fucking Henriksen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, but that's it. There's so, a there's a good line of dialogue between uh, Wayland and Blade's mom as uh, when they're talking about like, my dad freaking is the same as you. He went up to this mountain and we had a great time. We popped open a bottle of champagne and then he died like 15 minutes later mm-hmm. on the way down or whatever. And he's like, do you think the last thing your dad remembers is breaking his leg or sharing champagne with his daughter at four, 14,000 feet or whatever. Yeah, didn't care. It's a, I thought I liked that line. That was a good you, little moment. You, you know, what's funny about that is, is so like the Wayland character, he's dying from cancer. And so in the, in those scenes, Hendrickson is like, you know, coughing and acting sick. And it was just like, he actually had a cold. And so like, he wasn't acting when he was doing that stuff. <laughs> Did they change the plot of the movie just because he had a cold on set? Or no, something? no, no. Um, all right. Uh, Kadish, one star craft fest. All right. So this movie ends with a chest burster with the predator mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
like when I saw this in the theater, there was literally like a groan. Really? That emanated from oh. the entire theater. I did theater. not. So I, I can, I can that explain that. A love child. I can explain that. Yeah. No, I, I I know why, but it's just stupid. <laughs> I don't okay. think so. Explain it, because I I didn't okay, understand so it at all. I, I got this one. Take it away. I got okay. this one, bro. Okay. Whenever um, a face hugger implants itself into a new host, that xenomorph takes on characteristics and traits of whatever the host is as well as the xenomorph comes from so that's like why in alien three you have the dog aliens mm-hmm. you, you know it's, oh. It's so oh okay so this one was a xenomorph predator alien so it it's an alien yeah. but it hmm. still has traits and the, therefore the little iconic mandibles mandible claw yeah. mouth mm-hmm. thing so okay. that, that's why yeah, yeah. But, i so, hear but, you I don't care for it. So, but, but but it was such a stupid ending that they completely ignored it for Alien versus Predator Requiem mm-hmm. uh, because the audiences were just like, that's so dumb. Um, and, and like everything about this movie, that's okay. It's a two star movie, right? Sure. Like I can't give it a one star because it's not his worst work. It's not his worst movies. Um, but it was definitely a movie that I found hard to get through and very stupid and just because it goes against so much lore. In fact, it goes against so much lore that they had to decanonize it <laughs> because it didn't make any freaking sense. I am so disappointed today. Why? Because me and Matt have been dead on every single movie. We've all been pretty close. And I thought week. we were going to fight this week about this, this movie on this movie. In oh, particular. Man, you were pumped for it, huh? I was. So, oh, well, I've seen this movie multiple times. It's goofy and dumb and I still watch it. And I like it. I have a good time. It's, I don't know, Pete, I, it definitely has that stank. I will give you yeah. that. Cause well, I didn't, th- th- this is a stanky. It's a stanky a movie. Stanky. It's, I will not argue yeah. with that Paul point. Paul W.S. Yeah. Anderson. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm giving it two stanks it's, out of five. It's a, <laughs> because it's got the W W S stank on it. <laughs> we need to have a, we need to have a stank fest. Someday. Oh God. You imagine like <laughs> a PWS Anderson week. Oh, God. <laughs> stank fest. <laughs> I mean, that was basically, uh, the, the, the alien queen doesn't even look as cool so, as it did yeah, in the 80s, you know, man. Let's talk about her real, just really quick before we, before we end. Yeah. This is an alien queen that has been like stuck in a fucking iceberg. For like 10,000 years. 10,000 years. And they just raise it up and like it magically comes back to life. Where's the electricity coming I, from? I don't have any they idea. They like shock it back to life with that. electricity. Uh, yeah, that uh, was weird uh, too. Also, like how did Antarctica like not ever be like an ice cap? Like. I mean, like, I get that it's a continent and well, all. Well, it hasn't always been covered yeah, by ice. There's, like, palm how, trees how, and how shit. Do you, how do you know? Because Science, they found bro. archaeological Science, remains History. of palm trees. saber And the earth, the earth has been here many long, long times. Well, <laughs> well, well, the best part of this movie is, is that first scene where the predators are fighting the aliens. And that should have been the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And I really wish that someone competent had made this movie and had made that happen because I would have watched the shit out of a two yeah. hour, just like aliens versus predators, nonstop fighting slugfest yeah. or even like the, the ancient times human sacrifice aspect of it was give more interesting. That. Give yeah. us that movie. Yeah. Well, there's sure. a little, little bit of a flashback of that. Yeah. That's and what I was talking like, about. Yeah. That's, like, that's like the best part of the movie. Yeah. Give me that for sure. Yeah. Apocalypto with aliens and predators. I'm telling you, that's dude. what it was. Jude, yeah. you have to watch. Apocalypto. Okay. I'll do it, but I want someone to watch it with me. Kadish probably won't. You wouldn't watch it? I don't know. I don't know why I love that movie. Yeah, I don't know. That's a fantastic fucking movie. 
March. Right, we, have, okay, we haven't I'll figured out March yet. I need someone to drink with me through it. <laughs> okay, cool. Kate is definitely one. We'll, we'll invite Tom over. Yeah, Tom. Okay. It's, I don't know if it's a Tom and Jude movie that like night though, because I've been with Tom you and Jude. I don't know. That's this is a it's a pretty rough movie. And it's way better than AVP. No, but I actually want to watch it. And okay. we tend to talk through things when we watch um, things. I'm trying to think. I, that's it. I don't know. AVP. I, I enjoy it. It's fun. It's goofy. It's dumb. Two's Kate hates it. Two's, two's-ish. It's whatever. a two. Yeah. It's, it's a two-ish. It's a two-ish. Two. All right, guys. That's it. We're done for today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And I guess if we get to 10K by July, uh, we're going to do some goofy shit to Vader's ass. Um, that's it. Th <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you meant to say it that way. Wow. <laughs> Wait, we are? <laughs> what? Now we're definitely going to get there. Jesus. False <laughs> advertising. <laughs> and you get to decide what we do. No, we do not. <laughs> So be a part of the process and tell us what we're going to do to his ass. <laughs> Where can they find you on the socials? <laughs> I just got weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> I ruined it. Matt Vader 74 on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, other things. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jude, where can they find you at those in the socials? Uh, you can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can find all of us on Facebook at the Salty Nerd Podcast on Facebook. All right. And you can find us on Patreon. <laughs> Matt Kadish, where can you find me? You can find me at Matthew Kadish K A D I S H on Twitter. Kadishbooks.com will take you to my Amazon page where you can check out my books, and also go to saltylist.com to sign up for our newsletter. All right. And you guys can catch me on our discord app. Go to salty discord.com. That is where the action happens. We love chatting with you guys over there and uh, that's it for this week. Thank you guys again for joining us. Comment below what your favorite PWS Anderson movie is. <laughs> <Stinky>. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch you guys next week. Stay salty, my friends. Mm -hmm.